0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Zach, first off, how much worse are conditions getting for workers around the country when
1: it comes to heat? Well, they're getting a lot worse. The one really clear thing we know about climate change is it's making the world hotter.
0: Portland 98, Spokane 98, Kansas City and St. Louis skyrocketed into the 90s.
1: The National Weather Service in Arizona says it's likely nearly every square inch in the state set a new record high yesterday. And Vegas shatters an 80-year record. So in August, the... United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change put out a sweeping climate report. It was a review of the science of the past several years. And it said they are virtually certain that's in quotes that climate change from largely burning fossil fuels has made heat waves hotter, longer, and more intense more frequent. Today just
0: feels hot, looks hot. Two ice cream stops later. I am getting so hot.
1: So we know that this is a problem that is going to continue to confront workers and people as long as we continue heating the planet. Workers who are exposed
0: to extreme heat or work in hot environments may be at risk of heat stress. When this happens, the results can be serious, even fatal.
1: So right now, there are some basic guidelines that workers have to follow and that employers have to follow for ensuring that uh, there are protections in place for people for heat.
0: Whether your workers are indoors or outdoors, make sure they have access to cool water and that they drink lots of it.
1: But they're not necessarily enforced. I mean, there are no federal rules. There is no penalty for not providing shade or water or breaks. There is a kind of wild, wild west on all this stuff. So what the Biden administration is now proposing, or will propose, is that there is a federal law to protect workers from heat illness. I'm Annie Snyder, this
0: is Politico Energy, and today, Zach Coleman on the long, long journey to developing federal protections from heat stress. It's Tuesday, September 21st.
1: The Biden administration's announcement on Monday was just that they're starting this process of writing a rule for protecting workers in the heat. So we don't know exactly what protections will be afforded them. And this will surely be a months-long fight with a lot of interests at play here. So
0: There are some states that already have these kinds of protections in place, right? Do those rules offer any sort of jumping off point for the administration as they seek about crafting federal ones? Yeah. So there
1: are states with some heat protections, California being the biggest and most comprehensive one. And, you know, there is a sense that the administration will have to look a lot to California on how to write these rules just because they're the ones who have done it. Now, I've talked to people who are familiar with those rules and they say that, you know, they're imperfect. I mean, one is one reason is we just don't have a lot of data on the connection between heat and illness and worker safety. So that's one big issue here. And then another issue is that California actually has had a pretty tough time enforcing its rules. You've got to actually invest in the workforce to go out and do these inspections and not just when they're called upon, but to go out and randomly inspect, uh, to make sure that employers are always following the rules, not just when there's a complaint made and there's something that needs to be addressed at that time.
0: So you said that this is potentially a months-long fight. This has got to be a crazy time for the folks working at OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Uh, Here in DC, I wouldn't say that we exactly think of them as a powerhouse agency, Um, but they were also just tasked by President Biden with crafting these new COVID workplace safety rules. So how much Bandwidth? Do they do they have? Can do we expect these rules to be crafted quickly? Could we have something in place by the time next summer rolls around?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a tough thing for them to pull off because you know you, you talk to other people who are closely covering OSHA. I mean, we have a great labor team here who I've been able to uh, contact uh, for for some advice on reporting out some of these stories, and you know they they mentioned that. OSHA already has a tough time staying on top of the things that they're already charged with keeping on top of. So add another thing like heat, which is so all-encompassing and comes with all these other issues around it too. I mean, you think about there's a ton of undocumented workers in agriculture or people on temporary visas that even if they were aware of their rights, might not choose to exercise them for fear of jeopardizing their legal immigration status or stay in this country. So there are all these other uh, issues around immigration that would have to be solved in tandem with having an effective heat standard.
0: Okay, so it could be a while before we see a final federal standard. Uh, But you also reported that the Biden administration is taking some interim steps in the meantime, no?
1: Right. What we're going to see in a month is the advance notice of proposed rulemaking, which you know if you're A loyal listener to this podcast, you probably already know what that is. But for those who don't, I mean, this is basically a plan to start writing a rule. And it's going to take some months of comment periods and rewrites and back and forth to actually come up with the policy here. So in the meantime, knowing that it's still hot out there and that we're going to continue to have heat waves, the Biden administration said they're going to expand personnel to do more checks And, you know, they're just going to go in and and try to make sure that workers are protected. Also,
0: some Democratic climate hawks in Congress are splitting with their own party over a proposal to develop new carbon dioxide pipelines. The fight has to do with a $2 billion fund for new CO2 pipelines that would transport the gas from industrial sites to carbon capture and sequestration sites. That fund is part of the Senate's $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Critics say the money would prolong the use of fossil fuels and be a giveaway to the industry. They also point to the potential dangers of this kind of infrastructure. But these pipelines have the backing of people you wouldn't confuse with defenders of fossil fuels. People like Senator Ed Markey and the White House climate envoy John Kerry. They say every tool in the toolbox is needed to fight climate change. Even environmentalists acknowledge these provisions will almost certainly stay in the infrastructure package, since their inclusion is critical to winning the backing of enough lawmakers to pass the bipartisan bill, along with the much larger $3.5 trillion Democratic Reconciliation Bill. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. And don't forget to head over to politico.com podsurvey to tell us your thoughts on this show and all other Politico shows you enjoy. There's only one way to get us to continue making the shows you love, and it's by telling us exactly what you'd like us to do next. So, again, politico.com podsurvey We're also leaving the link on our show notes. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder, and we'll see you tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future.